next on America Now. A warning about children falling from windows. It was a straight fall from the window straight down onto the concrete. In my heart, Lisa, I knew he's never gonna make this. Now listen and learn as Lisa helps this mom spread a life-saving message. It happens, and there's something that we need to do about this. And the battle against bloggers who promote bulimia. Even reading different people's comments can actually trigger an eating disorder. Find out what's being done to stop self-harm blogs. Then, you never know when a high-speed police chase is going to cross your path. We'll show you how to handle a hot pursuit. Plus, the high school students helping amputees. We have 12 people lined up that are asking for prosthetics. By making limbs out of auto parts. Just some of the stories coming up on America Now with Lisa Gibbons and Bill Ransom, the show that delivers you the news you can really use. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us. I'm Lisa Givens. And I'm Bill Rancic. It's great seeing you for this edition of America Now. We start with a warning. Each year, thousands of children are badly injured or killed after falling out of upper floor windows. Bill, I had a chance to interview a woman here in Los Angeles. This was her story. Her seven-year-old little boy, second-story window, fell to his death and died in her arms. And now she's turning that tragedy into a mission. Kristen Perkins is living every parent's nightmare, losing a child. There's Dylan. Dylan was just an amazing little boy. I mean, he was the cutest thing ever. I can't imagine every time you talk about it, it must just rip your heart more and more. It does. As a mom, I thought I did everything right. I lived on a busy street, so we were always so concerned about the street and the kids getting hit. So. That was my concern. Windows were never my concern. This is where it happened. Seven-year-old Dylan was playing in that window, his sister's room, when he heard his friend across the street come home and he rushed to the window to say hello. The screen gave way and Dylan fell 30 feet to the concrete below. You rushed to him immediately. Yes, he, he was still alive. Um, he was bleeding out the ears. Uh, I think because the brain was swelling. And, uh, and as I was talking to him, he was moving his eyes over to me. So I know that he heard everything I said to him. He grabbed my hand and he squeezed it. I just knew there's no way he's never going to make this. Santa Monica Fire Chief Jose Torres says, unfortunately, what happened to Dylan was not a freak accident. We don't think of windows as being a hazard until something tragic happens. Some of the more common injuries associated with falls are cuts and bruises, fractures to the arms and hands and legs, but the more severe ones are head trauma and even death. But the child protection organization Safe Kids USA reports deaths and injuries from window falls are preventable. First, install window guards, but make sure the guards you buy have an emergency release button in case of fire. Use window stops so windows open no more than four inches. Keep furniture away from windows so children can't climb up to the window. And whenever your windows are closed, keep them locked. What I try to think when I come here is not of what happened, but of the great memories that we had. As part of her healing process, Kristen recently joined another mom who lost her child in a window fall accident, 
and founded the Dylan Keith and Laurie Foundation, dedicated to raising window safety awareness. I just was never educated about windows, and that's why I have such a passion now. It happens all the time, and it's such a problem, and there's something that we need to do about this. Personally, I really want to thank Kristen again for being courageous, being strong enough to talk about this incredible tragedy. She has started a foundation so that Dylan's life mission, as she calls it, can live on. If you want more information about that, window safety, you'll find it at our website, AmericanNowNews.com. Now for a look at a growing trend. Social media sites censoring content that promotes self-abusive behavior like anorexia. Sounds great, but is it a violation of free speech? Here are the details. The saying goes, sticks and stones will break your bones, but words can't hurt you. But the microblogging website Tumblr says people are using words to hurt themselves. They are looking for someone to support their efforts to continue their eating disorder, and they're finding that through these online communities. Tumblr says it is now taking down blogs glorifying self-harming activities, including people who encourage eating disorders like anorexia and bulimia. Another site, Pinterest, has also issued a ban against self-harm. Ashley Grizzard is all for the ban. She overcame anorexia about seven years ago. It's a mental illness. Even reading different people's comments can actually trigger an eating disorder among other people who are vulnerable. While Tumblr issued the policy change about a month ago, some bloggers are still online promoting their eating disorder. Just type in anorexia and there are the results. Tumblr does say it will not act against blogs that engage in discussion and support for those who suffer from the condition, but Grizzard says even those blogs shouldn't be online. Because a lot of these blogs, they'll have inaccurate information. They should go to the Eating Disorder Coalition's website or the National Eating Disorder Association's website. I'm Ashley Monfort, America Now. So is this kind of social media censorship a violation of First Amendment rights? Well, the answer is no. The First Amendment protects us from government censorship of speech, but private websites are free to establish their own terms of use. Stick around. Lisa and I will be right back with more news you can really use. Can dropping the degrees during your workout help you drop more weight? Hear why turning down the temperature could turn up your metabolism. And we'll tell you why having elongated lobes can lead to big trouble in the future. Plus, what would you do if you got caught up in a police chase? Find out how to handle a hot pursuit. The high-speed police chase. It's certainly exciting to watch on TV. We all love to tune in when that's happening. But did you know that one-third of people who die in high-speed police chases are actually innocent bystanders? So let's say that you suddenly find yourself in the middle of one. Here's some tips for staying safe. It's not something you expect to see while traveling from point A to point B. Obviously, no one can predict when a high-speed pursuit will happen. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be ready for them. If it was unsafe for me to pull over, I would speed up probably and try to get out of the way. Speed up? While some drivers say they would go faster just to avoid being part of a high-speed chase, police suggest another strategy. Keep your speed slow, and once you believe the initial vehicle that's being pursued has passed you, check your mirrors real well. 
Another piece of advice, move over to the right if it's safe. Right, because traditionally the left-hand side is the, higher, the, the faster lane. Whatever happens, police say your safety is top of mind, even if they are focused on catching a criminal. Melissa McKenney, America Now. Did you know that there are actually two different types of body fat? It's true. And one might be able to burn off the other. Sounds like a great weight loss plan. Here are the details. Muffin top, blubber, bingo wings, saddlebags, love handles, rolls, and even kenkles. There's a pet name for just about every pudgy part of the body, and the researchers at the National Institutes of Health would like to add one more word, useful. Fat is not all bad. Using high-tech gadgets like a bod pod, scientists are finding out how to flip the energy switch on our fat. Step inside a metabolic suite. Inside these airtight living labs, NIH researchers picked up on the weight loss secret that lumberjacks and pearl divers have always known. Turning down the temperature turns up the metabolism. Of course, if you're trying to lose the jiggle, it's not realistic to live in a lab or stay chilly all the time. But researchers are working on a way to tweak the metabolic pathway, specifically the type of fat that revs up when temperatures go down. Not all of our fat is created equal. Blobs of white fat versus fuel-packed pockets of brown fat. Brown fat burns up white fat as fuel and gives off heat. Scientists are studying ways to activate our brown fat, which doesn't require you to be cold. Right now, exercising and adding muscle is still the only trick to turning your body into a fat furnace. Of course, if you're curious, you could also try keeping that thermostat just a little bit lower. Casey Roman, America Now. Okay, fresh research from the Harvard Medical School is revealing what makes men and women happy in a marriage. All that stuff about men are from Mars and women are from Venus, well, it might be right on target. There's an old saying that guys like to toss around, happy wife, happy life. Well, now a new study may provide some evidence to back it up. There's no question about it. Uh, men like a happy spouse. I think it frees their brain for other things. While men tend to be more satisfied with their marriage when they know that their wives are happy, women like to see their husbands upset. Translated, a wife is happy when she recognizes her man's frustration or anger. It seems when men are willing to open up and express these emotions, women feel their husbands are invested in their relationship. Both sexes have an easier time predicting their significant other's emotions through better communication. If we can do this in some concentrated way a little bit every day, I think that really is good insurance for most of our relationships. Relationships tend to grow under positive conditions. Marriage experts say couples can develop emotional intimacy by having fun together, laughing, and enjoying each other's interests. Ultimately, happiness breeds happiness. How do you know if those fruits and veggies are fresh? We'll give you a few quick tips to test your produce on the spot before spending a cent. And the amazing students building four-wheelers for the less fortunate in a foreign land. But first... We know you like your tips. And we've got a good one. You're going to love this one. How many passwords do you have? I think we all have too many to remember, don't we? And they're supposed to be hard to guess, but if we make them too hard, we don't remember them. 
Don't fear, our cyber expert Teresa Payton is here to share her tips to quickly create strong passwords. Here's the deal. Use upper and lower case, numbers and special characters. Try this. First, create a phrase. For example, America Now for news you can really use. Next, choose the first letter of each word. Then, replace some letters with special characters. And remember, never repeat the same password in different accounts. If you've got tips you'd like to share, post them on AmericanNowNews.com. And on the America Now Facebook page, right now the conversation is starting. More news you can use just ahead. Okay, we've got a warning about a new fad in ear piercing that can have both medical and professional consequences. Ear gauges. They open up the earlobes as much as three inches, and here's why you may want to think twice before getting them. In southern Ethiopia, the Mercy Tribes people start stretching their earlobes before puberty. Even in some of the major African cities where people are more westernized, ear gauges and large disfigured earlobes are common. But here at Joe's Inn, not so much. Michelle Mejia waits tables here, and in the not-so-distant past, she had sizable ear gauges. Michelle started stretching her lobes in high school. It was cool then, but in the grown-up world, things change. She was about to be married, and her fiancé was not a big fan of ear gauges. Also, she was getting a lot of stares from customers and comments from employers. Well, I was told to um, try to cover them for work um, or not have ones with the big holes in them. This is by no means a new fad. Mummies have been found in the pyramids of Egypt with disfigured earlobes from ear gauges, some with holes three inches wide. Her ear was dilated to the point where this fit inside of it. So you Ashley had some of the most stretched out earlobes that surgeon Dr. Joe Niamtu had seen. She sought out a surgeon for many of the same reasons that Michelle did. In her professional life, it just didn't make sense. You get a lot of attention and it can be negative attention sometimes. People always ask questions about it. And it's not always a mean question, but you get those people that do look down on it. Take a look at Ashley's before and after pictures. She's pleased with the outcome. Dr. Niamtu was able to repair her earlobes through two procedures, one involving a laser. The first procedure, we cut off the excess tissue and put it back together. And then the second procedure, we did what we call a little plastic repair to reshape the earlobe. Michelle is also happy with the outcome. Her new husband likes them. And now there are no stares from people at work. Kurt Autry, America Now. When you're cooking at home or you're out shopping at the market, what is the best way to tell if fruits and veggies are fresh? Even experienced cooks have trouble with this one, so here are some fresh food tips. When picking produce, your fingers are a better judge of quality than your eyes. Why? Both crispness and bright, lively colors indicate freshness. But waxes, preservatives, and other tricks can keep produce looking fresh longer than it really is. So reach out and feel for crispness. Touch the stems, the stalks, or roots of a veggie. Whatever part would have drawn water from the ground. The drier it feels, the older it likely is. An example, the root end of an onion should feel pliable, not dry. We got one more tip for you, because you know I am so the girl to ask your way around the grocery store. Fruits and vegetables are usually at their best quality and price at the peak of the season, so ask your grocer what's in. More tips on picking fresh produce are always online at AmericanNowNews.com. Lisa and I are coming right back.
Meet the high school kids who are rebuilding lives in a third world village. Here's a story I think you're gonna love. We found out about a talented high school class that competes in engineering competitions, building some actually pretty cool stuff. Yeah, but competing isn't everything because when these kids found out about a needy village in Honduras, they knew they could change lives. Students in Mr. Cope's technology and engineering class at Calera High School have spent years competing and winning with vehicles they have built themselves. The competition themselves are, are a fun, a very rewarding experience. I mean, when my students can go and they can compete against college teams and be successful and competitive, all of a sudden my kids realize, hey, maybe college isn't beyond me. But this time they're working for a much higher cause. We can go to competitions for the rest of my career if we want to, but our ultimate goal is to help others.